Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. I'm Kristen Klaus, and I am so grateful that you are here with me today. This week, we're going to talk about the final of the three words that I have been sharing over the last couple of weeks. But before we jump into today's teaching, I wanted to recap those first two words. So word number one was pause. For this word, we talked about so much. So be sure, go back and listen to that episode to get the full message of what I shared. Jesus He set an example for his disciples and for us in teaching them to go aside, to pause in their ministry work from their busy lives and to spend time in prayer and in rest. And that is a lesson that friends, you and I need to learn in this pause season of 2020 of how all of us, our lives were suddenly brought to a pause. So to kind of summarize that whole podcast, But please be sure to go back and listen because there's so much that you're missing. Pause is a preparation for the next season. Pause helps us to refocus and reestablish margin in our lives. Pause is about realigning ourselves with Christ. The second word is press. Now in that episode, we talked about the process of the oil press in our lives. The pressing seasons when life seems on hold on the shelf or there is pressure in the pressing. How many of us would say we're in a season of pressure? The place where Jesus took his disciples to pray was in the Garden of Gethsemane. This was just before he was betrayed and eventually he died on the cross and rose again for all of our sins. But when they went to that garden, that place of prayer, before they came and arrested him, That garden means the oil press. So Jesus, as he was in prayer, he was beginning to be pressed as he was interceding. And in Luke, we read how he earnestly prayed and tears of blood were shed. The pressing is about doing that introspective work within. It's about the pressing times where pressure comes to us from all sides. Life is not going how we planned and difficulties and struggles take over. And we wonder if there is hope for our marriage, our finances, at work, in ministry, in relationship, in all aspects of our lives, we'd potentially feel the pressure of the pressing. So the first one is pause, and it's about our relationship with Christ. The second one is press, and the press is about the introspective work. It's about the amount of pressing that happens in our life is in relation to how we respond to the pressing. See, God's plan, as we discussed last week, is to produce a pure oil from us. It's a process of refining us, of purifying us. And eventually, when our oil is ready, the oil is ready to be poured out. 
Once the oil has separated from the water and the sediment, it's ready to be used. Now, the final of the three words in this series is pour. We have pause, press, and pour. And I believe that this word has two meanings for us. The first one is to be community focused. As we go through the process of the pressing, the process of separation and the pure oil that is produced in us, the work that Jesus is doing in our lives, we are ready to be instruments. We are ready to be the light of Jesus poured out to others. See, olive oil was not meant to be set on a shelf and never used. Olive oil has multiple purposes as we learned last week, but most of all, olive oil is meant to be used for service. It's meant to be poured out, my friend. If olive oil is kept on the shelf, it'll go bad. It goes rancid. It doesn't last on the shelf. It wasn't meant to be kept to itself and used only for selfish purposes. Olive oil was created to be used for food. It was created for cooking, to sustain others, or for medicinal purposes for healing and as a source of light and lamps. So spiritually, when we look at all three of those that I just mentioned, as God does a work in us, he's ready to work through us to those in our community. There's always a physical and a spiritual meaning behind things in our life. So where physically we can supply the food of God to those who are hungry and in need, we can do that by supplying food to them physically, right? We have um, food pantries, dinner outreaches, food outreaches to the homeless and different people that are struggling financially and, and need help with food. That's where we're the hands and feet of Jesus to our community and neighbors, right? So physically, we provide for them food because they're hungry, but spiritually, the word of God is food. And there are people that are hungry for the word of God. They are hungry for the truth of God. And that's one of the parts of how that oil can be used in our life, of how we can be poured out is by supplying food to those around us. Jesus sent his disciples out to minister to the sick, to the broken, to the needy, to the world around them. They were the conduits that the power of God worked through to bring healing to those in need. Not only do we bring food and God's word to those in our community, but we also bring God's healing powers in the name of Jesus to our community. Friends, I don't know about you, but I know more today than ever, people are desperate for God's healing touch and power in their lives. It's not us who are doing it, but God working through us to minister to those in need. If they're sick and people in need, bring them, pray for them, anoint them with oil, and declare and decree God's word over their lives. Friends, there are hurting around us who need healing physically, spiritually, emotionally. And God wants to use you and I as a conduit to reach the broken. Now, in a world that seems to be getting darker, God has strategically placed us where we can be the light of Jesus to our neighbors, to our coworkers, family members, community, and beyond. You and I, my friend, we are the light of Jesus to a broken world. 
God is the only hope. And through him, there is restoration, there is healing, there's deliverance, redemption, and life is found. So the first meaning of this word pour is for us to pour into others, not focusing on our wants, but on the needs of others. Yes, being the hands and feet of Jesus to our community. So right now, I want you to think about ways God can use you in your own community, in your neighborhood, at work. How can you and I serve those who are hungry physically and spiritually, minister to those who need healing, and provide the light of Jesus in a time when our world seems turned upside down? We need to spend time with Jesus, asking him how and what we can do. Lord, what is my part? We need to step outside of ourselves. See, friends, the harvest is ripe and ready. People are needing Jesus now more than ever. So be creative. Don't limit God and how he can use you. Instead, Be open to God's outside-of-the-box thinking and let the words on our lips be, yes, Lord, send me. When God produces a new oil in us, we will then be poured out into our communities for his purpose. So the first word I want to take you back to that is pause. And it's about our horizontal. It's about our relationship with God, clearing the clutter off of our lives and fine-tuning our ears to hear God's voice again. And then the press is about that introspective work deep within us. The pour is then that we reach out and we pour out to those around us. And the first part of that pour was about pouring out into our communities. The second meaning of this word pour is associated, that's pour, P-O-U-R, is associated with holy purposes. See, olive oil, it was used for holy purposes in Bible days, and it still is today. Friends, it's used for the anointing of kings and priests being poured out upon their head for those in leadership and with a call upon their lives. Samuel, he anointed David when he was a shepherd boy by pouring oil on his head to signify the anointing of the kingship upon him from God. In Exodus 29, in the Bible, we read how Aaron was anointed as priest with the oil being poured upon his head. In many denominations around the world, we see this same act of oil being poured upon the head of pastors and priests, people in leadership. It's a sign of a calling. It's a sign of a leadership of authority that God has given you. And the pouring of his oil, his holy and anointed oil, is for one purpose alone, my friend. It's not for you and I to get fame. It's not for us to get noticed. It's not for us to get attention, for people to look at us. It is for one purpose. It is to usher in the presence of God for a great awakening to take place upon our earth. It's for an outpouring of his Holy Spirit on all mankind and on all the earth. It's for a great move of God. We've prayed for a revival. We've asked to grow closer to God. We have prayed for our loved ones, our neighbors, our communities, nation, and the world. I think in the 2020 was a time where so many people were pausing and pressing into prayer. And God is answering our prayers. We need to set aside our opinions on how God will come in this next move. You know, throughout history, there have been great awakenings, great moves of God. 
The Cane Ridge revivals in Kentucky is something that we've learned about since we've moved here to Kentucky. Azusa Street revivals in California, the Wales revival. We can go on and on with what has happened over history. In fact, if you and I were sitting here together, you probably would give me a whole list of all these other revivals that have taken place throughout the world's history. But this move of God, this outpouring of his glory presence, the oil pouring out on all nations is not going to look like the previous outpourings. The challenge for us as the church, which that is us as believers, is will we be open to how God pours out his spirit? Will we be open to the next move of God if it doesn't look like the previous moves? Are we willing to move beyond being uncomfortable in this next outpouring of God's spirit on our world? There's a shift that is taking place, my friend, a a shift where God is truly saying, behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not see it bubbling forth? In Isaiah 43, 19, we read, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Friend, we need to let Jesus out of our boxes. We put him in a box based on our perceptions, our experiences, our opinions, and yes, our denominations. We need to not view God through our perceptions of how and what God should do. This is the hard thing. Let's not be like the Pharisees and the Sadducees back in the days when Jesus ministered in the flesh on earth. Jesus didn't come in the way the people thought he would or should come. He didn't act in the way they thought the Messiah should act. He came as a baby to this world and he came in a miraculous way and in a quiet way. And it wasn't with big show and big splendor. He didn't act the way everybody thought he should. The people were so desperate for more of God, for their Messiah to come and rescue them. And when he did, many didn't recognize him. And I wonder, would we recognize the move of God or would we be quick to judge or be fearful to be a part of it? because it doesn't come in the way we thought it would. A few years ago, a very wise man, a leader in our denomination was sharing and was talking about that every 500 years, there is a move, a very large move and shift of God upon the world, not just in one particular area, but upon the world. And he was talking about the Reformation and the different things and that it's been 500 years. And he was asking, are you ready for the shift that we as the church and pastors and leaders, are we ready for that big shift in how and what God is going to do in a way that is different than how we've known church? You know, how we do church now is not how they did church a hundred years ago. They didn't have the big lights and the worship. And I feel like a lot of what has taken place is I'm reminded of the song over and over this last year, I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. There's just been a stripping away of so much production and different things and getting back to the core, to the heart of worship. And that's what it is, is about Jesus coming in a way and God moving in a way in our lives and in our world, the Holy Spirit moving in a way that is different 
than what we expect or how we have done it. So how do we do this? How do we embrace this new move of God? We lay down our legalistic ideas. Yes, I said the L word. We have legalistic ideas. We need to lay down our perceptions, our opinions, and say with our arms raised and open hands, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come and flood this place and fill the atmosphere. We desire your move, however you so choose, and we are open. Come, Lord, pour out on us today. Can you imagine what would happen if Christians across the world, if we joined in that prayer, if we let go of our denominational thoughts, if we let go of our legalistic beliefs, if we let go of our opinions and perceptions, and if there became a movement of prayer that was saying, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Flood this place. Flood my community. Flood my state. Flood my neighborhood. Can you imagine what would happen, my friend? In Joel 2, 28 through 29, we read, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. We've been in a season of pause. And we're now in a season, a time of pressing. But friends, next is the pouring. See, Moses wasn't able to have that encounter with God that he had at the burning bush until he went through the pause and the press seasons. Joseph, he went through a pause and a press season before God set him in a position of leadership as the right hand to Pharaoh. His brothers threw him in a hole and then sold him into slavery. He went and lived with Potiphar and then Potiphar's wife accused him of doing something he did not do. He was an innocent man and he got thrown in prison and was forgotten. And let me tell you, the prisons then were not like the prisons of what we know today. Through that season of pause and pressing, God did a work in Joseph because Joseph had a lot of pride. And by the time that God put him in the position of leadership and, and a place of authority with Pharaoh, after he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, Joseph was ready for it. The ultimate model for us to pattern our lives after, Jesus, he was poured out for you and I. His crucifixion, his death and resurrection, the crushing, the pressing, prepared the way for the Holy Spirit to be poured out on all flesh. Jesus said that he was sending us a comforter. It was the Holy Spirit that was being sent, that he was going back to be with the Father, but the Holy Spirit was coming and is here. And we read about the Holy Spirit coming in Acts. I believe that his word says that his pouring out isn't just for then, but it is for today and tomorrow as well. So I have a challenge for each of us today. Number one, we need to ask God how he can use us to be poured out into our communities. Let's spend some time in prayer and be willing to go and do because oil that is not poured out, my friend, it's going to go rancid if left in that jar. And there are people in your community that need you to be poured out, to be the light, to feed them, 
and encourage them and pray over them because they are broken and hurting and sick. And the second thing is, would you join me in laying down our perceptions and opinions and truly invite, truly welcome the Holy Spirit to move in our lives, to move in our communities, our nation, and our world? Friends, the harvest is ripe. We are the hands and feet of Jesus to this world. So let's partner with God as the Holy Spirit moves and be ready to spiritually and physically feed those in need, to pray for the sick and be the light of Jesus because friends, they go hand in hand. The pouring of the olive oil, us in the community and the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on our world goes hand in hand. I would love to hear what God is leading you to do during this time in your life as you do these things I've asked. Let's not limit God to a box. Friends, let's let's think outside of the box. I've really enjoyed sharing this series with you. And next week we go back to the interviews. But I felt like this was the right time to share these words with you. The pause, the press, and the pour. So if you're in a season of pause, know that it is a time of preparation. It's a time of realigning, getting your focus back where God wants your focus. If you're in a season of pressing, it's because God sees greatness and new things in you. And that pressing, that purifying, that refining process does a work within us. It cleans our hearts. Friends, we get pride within us. We have wrong attitudes that are within us. And God's saying, I need to clean that because I want a pure oil to come forth out of you. And then pour. As God pours us out into the community, we're a conduit of the Holy Spirit to those around us. Let us not get so wrapped up in being locked in our homes. I think that's one of the saddest things about the pandemic is Because of the isolation, there's become this fear of of reaching out to others. It's become a a time for some, not all, but for some of, of just only doing that introspective work. But friends, we need to do the work with Jesus and we need to be pouring out. And there are creative ways that we can pour out to others in our community. Know this, friends, that you are in my prayer And I hope that you're joining with me in these two challenges. And most of all, that we are seeking God with raised arms and open hands and saying, Holy Spirit, come have your way. Our show notes can be found at my website, podcast.fullyrestored.love. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. And I would appreciate it if you would leave a review or rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And if you would share our podcast, this podcast, the series with your friends and family, that's how the word gets out. It's really a grassroots effort. I would love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram, on my Facebook page. Both of those are at author Kristen Klaus. I hope that this series on the Fully Restored podcast of Pause, Press, and Pour ministered to you, encouraged you, spoke life to you, and that you're walking away feeling challenged to do what God is leading you to do, to, to step outside of the box, to understand 
that the pause is not a punishment. To understand the pressing is because God is trying to produce a fresh and pure oil out of you. And that the pouring out is because there is a great harvest, a great awakening that God has, not just for our communities, not just for the United States, but for this world. And friend, you are a valuable part of that. And so as we surrender to God, as we surrender to the pause, press, and pour, God is going to do something beautiful through each of us. And remember, friends, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.